Richard, you've heard the saying, a bee's proverbial. Well, we're even closer to footy. We're a Nathan Brown's proverbial away from the season. <laughs> Starting, you can just smell it in the air. Footy's Two back. weeks. Two weeks Two today. weeks. And we've got a big, big show ahead of us with You're Angry Again. Brownie's got his own segment. We've got a brand new segment. And two of the finest men in AFL media join me, Nathan Brown, Manny Richardson. Good to be here, Hum. Very good to be here, Hum. And you look like you've lost a little bit of weight during the week, or is that just the black T-shirt? <laughs> well, after the absolute lambasting I got last week, I've shaved the beard off. So no, just for men in there this no, week? Just for men in there. <laughs> and I have to wear black. No, you look good. You said, you described me looking like a couch cushion last <laughs> week. <laughs> Isn't it a funny society sometimes when mates get together and absolutely yeah. give it to each other? Yeah. Um, if you went into a normal workplace that you hadn't been into before and you started talking about someone's weight or something like that, yeah. it just doesn't fly these days, you does need, it? You need to know what you're dealing with, Nathan, mm. and Hummer, Hummer's up for it. But well, uh, four uh, sleeps, Hummer. Four, four sleeps away. And pub? I have been eating every meal in inside a bathroom because I can't <laughs> eat in public anymore. So thank you for that. But four sleeps... Now, it got real. When it started feeling real that footy was back, the fixture announcement last yeah. week, and it came back, and then you can just start seeing, you start analysing the games, you start, I don't know about you guys, I even sort of put round one out of my head, I sort of mm-hmm. forgot what te- how teams performed, all of a sudden you start going on AFL.com, you start looking up how these games were, the highlights, we got the first four weeks yeah. of the fixture, and there was clearly some, some winners and losers. Yeah, there, there was, and uh, what I like about it straight away is it's obviously designed for TV, so we've got Thursday night footy for the rest of the year. I like the Sunday night time slot because obviously everyone's going to be at home watching the footy for at least the next few months. So, yeah, I liked it. I think the Cats are the big winners, aren't they, Brownie? Yeah. Playing their games down at Geelong. They've wanted it for a long time. They <laughs> are, and it's good. I agree with you. Sunday night footy's great. Thursday night footy's great. So there's footy pretty much... All day, four days in a row. I love it. How does it work for the, from a media side of things? Are you doing more games than you would have been doing no. the, because of things up in the hubs? Has that changed? I think, uh, obviously, with Thursday night being on for the rest of the year, um, there's some, some extra games there, I guess, for, for uh, people working in the media. But, no, pretty much uh, what we And were, will you be at the ground at Melbourne no, Games? At Melbourne Games, yeah. Yeah, we'll yep. be at the grounds for Melbourne Games, but uh, not travelling at all. Is there going to be a bit of a letdown? How long we've waited for footy? And all of a sudden we get there, round two, everybody's excited, but there's no crowd, there's no noise. I reckon not until probably round Round three three or four. (laughs) (laughs) But it's just going to be hard for the players. Like getting that energy, you get all your energy from the crowd and it's just not going to be there. So it's going to Mm. be challenging. And your mate, the Duck, said that this is going to be the greatest premiership anybody's ever won. I agree agree with him. Everybody's been saying this has got an asterisk next to it, but it is going to be one of the hardest to win ever. And I don't think there is going to be an asterisk. So guys like Dennis Comedian, you've got to respect their opinion that there shouldn't be a grand final, there shouldn't be a Brownlow medalist. This is going to be one hell of a hard year, and it's going to be not so much the survival of the fittest, but it's almost the smartest, the people who do it the best. Yeah, the teams that can create energy and and find something to motivate yourself. Damien Hardwick said it as well last week, so it is going to be hard. I think the losers are still the the Perth teams, because they don't know how long they're going to be in this hub for. Yeah. Are they going to be there for three weeks? Are they going to be there for six? So I think they're the big losers. You get lethargic when you're away from Absolutely. home. If you, if you spend time at the hotel, you're eating hotel food, you're not doing what you normally the do, Bay the same Marie's routine. Get brownie. There's always they too much They certainly do. Always <laughs> a little bit extra chicken, always a little bit extra spaghetti bolognese. Then you've got the jelly on the side and... Um, yeah. Well, mm. speaking of West Coast, they're, they're obviously going to have to play the bulk of their away game up front. Yeah. How, well, if you were making a prediction on how they'll, because I mean they're they're going to be up there in in come finals time, yeah. you'd imagine. 
Is that is that going to be an advantage? Mean that the, the, the uh, second half of that season is going to be stacked with with home games for them. Well, they've only got the one home game in the next uh, four weeks, and that's the Thursday night Richmond game. The other three are classified as as away. So if their border opens up and they can get a month of footy at home in Perth, if they mm. come out of these first four weeks with some wins, and it might end up being an advantage for them. But just being away from home in a hotel for a month, it's going to be hard. Because they would never have had a month of footy without travelling. Ever. Nah, that'll be a positive. But like. Most clubs, they travel more, so they'd be used to it. Yeah. So they've got an advantage in that part there. Mm. But I reckon West Coast would be okay. Mm. Joe Danaher wasn't long until as soon as players came back, we just saw, we, I mean, this is what happens. As soon as they came back, soft tissue injuries and mm. stuff started popping up. And a man that always gets mentioned in any injury column, Joe Danaher. I, and maybe I was when when I found out the news, I was, I was having hit a golf with an Essen supporter, and he just couldn't understand why the hell they didn't get rid of him at the first place. If they knew that mentally he mm. wasn't ready to you know hang around, I get why, why didn't they trade him for for anything? I get why they did because they wanted that first round pick, and Sydney wouldn't give it to them. But the longer it goes on now, with Joe still being injured. You just get the feeling he's going to still want to go to Sydney at the end of this year, particularly now Buddy Franklin's got a six-week hamstring injury. Who knows what happens with mm. Buddy? So they're going to want Joe. You know, I know he's got injury issues, but he's young and they're going to need another key forward. So and he's got the potential to be a superstar. He and has. they're totally different players, but it wasn't that long ago that Dustin Martin shopped himself around. And it was at the time where Richmond mm. would have been very happy to move Dustin Martin on. If he had said, I want to go to GWS where he had a meeting, I think Richmond would have signed the deal and mm. moved Dustin Martin on. All of a sudden, very similar superstar-type players playing different positions, but Joe Danaher could be a superstar, and if they do keep him, they do get him right, it could be the making of that footy club. I, I think he'll want to leave still at the end of the year, so it's going to be interesting what happens. Does his, current, his currency goes down this year, though, as well? If, if he, he doesn't, doesn't play. play, it does, yeah. Mm. And is... As a player, if he's not – just say you, you, you've got an injury and you're on, sort of on the cusp of coming back, but mentally you just don't want to play for the footy club, could that be keep, that keeping him away from the game as well? Like, Well, he's got to know if somebody else wants him to earn the dollars he needs, he's going to have to perform. Mm. At the end, it's a, it's a game of money as well. Once he's there and training, he wants to play. I mean, you don't want to be in rehab all year. So Joe wants to be out there playing for Essendon, but in, I'm, I'm sure in the back of his mind, he's still thinking Sydney. You answered a call last week and you were punting. Mm. <laughs> winning. I, I'm a big – I love the, the AFL media. I'm a big follower of it. And there's, I've got my favourites. Two of, are actually in the room. Richo, because you're one of the nicest men in the media. Oh, Brownie, <laughs> for different reasons, but you're very, very skilled at your craft. <laughs> the third that I'm a big fan of is my man Hutch. Yeah. I love Hutchie a bit. So I've got to, I've, luckily in my role I've, I've got to deal with him a little bit. I just think he's a fantastic Fantastic. Oh, he's performer. very successful. But he's been uh, the Twitter So he loves Hutchie. Yeah. He got me to contact Hutchie <laughs> for a boundary rider role. Hutchie didn't get back didn't to get him. Back to him. That's how much Hutchie loves no. him. Hutchie's been Hutchie was grandstanding this week though. Do you think he's good at creating a headline and he so the headline was, was around Max Gorn. Yeah, he was course. happy to create that head, headline saying as a captain, is it a good look for Max Gorn to have the blonde mohawk? Seriously, who cares what haircut you have? Max Gorn's a competitor. It doesn't mean anything if he's got a blonde mohawk. Would you, if, as a player, if your captain was, and especially in the position Melbourne are in, it's, your captain... It's 1990s stuff, you know. We used he's to a get, different cat. It's a different world oh, than what it used on. to be. And he's, 2020, he's, absolutely not. I reckon he's got hair envy, Hutch. That's what he's got. Oh, he's he's receding. Have. He doesn't have great hair. Simon and I think Goodwin. he looks at Max Gorn and thought, gee, that looks good. Simon Goodwin does not give a stuff about Max Gorn's hair. He, okay. 
Would Clarko allow it at Hawthorne? He's had players with similar sort of hairdos. Don't worry about that. They've got different cats down there. They've got different cats down there as well. As long as you can back it up. I think Clarkson would allow his captain. Well, they don't allow long sleeves. As long as you back it up. He made Ben Stratton cut his his mullet. No, but he had had that for a long, long time. He had it for 12 months, though, him and Hardwick. They both had. He made Mark Williams put the shotgun away. Yeah, I, I just reckon. You Clark know, Robert Walls be... wouldn't let us. We used to have to walk from Punt Road over to the MCG. We'd meet at Punt Road, and you know, you got your three, four hundred metre walk, Brownie, mm. over to the G. And on this one particular day, the sun was blaring down, and a couple of boys had their sunnies on. You know, big deal. You know, yep. Robert Walls went off his dial because a couple of blokes were wearing sunglasses. <laughs> in the spud when uh, tights came in, you started wearing tights for yep. training which was probably a late 90s, early 2000s yeah. thing, Spud wouldn't let us wear shorts. Uh, he wouldn't. He had to have shorts over the top yeah. because he was worried about you beating potatoes <laughs> just sort of hanging out of the tights. <laughs> hey, um, every man and his dog has had a say on, on Jack Stephen. Hmm. But there's a particular article that a man that you're very close to, Brownie, wrote during the week for AFL.com. I wanted to bring it to your attention. Damien Barrett. Now, he said that Jack Stephen cannot play until he comes clean. Now I've got a uh, a little uh, an excerpt from this from this um, a bit of homework. Yeah, this week. a bit of homework, and we I've, I've went at, learned, learned how to print as well. Regardless of how Victoria Police concludes its investigation, the AFL must make its own determination. It runs the game and is therefore responsible for the people under its watch. The AFL cannot risk being exposed to not knowing exactly what actually happened. Uh, blah, blah, blah. But if Stephen is to be considered for selection for Geelong's 2020 season, resumption match against Hawthorne on Friday, June 12, or any match thereafter, the AFL has to put its name to it, being comfortable with that being the case. Well, I'm, I'm positive the AFL integrity department would be having a look at it, but isn't it, if the matter's with Victoria Police, that's the end of it for me. If, there's, if police charges come out of it, they do. But why do, why do we have to know as the general public? I, don't I am good do. mates with Damien Barrett. Do you think we I, need to know, though, I don't think public? we need to know. And uh, good public, mates with Damo. But he's not saying the public needs to know. He's saying the but AFL he's saying he shouldn't know. be allowed to play round one if he doesn't come forward and say what happened. Now, to I the don't AFL, think Jack, not to the public. I don't think Jack Stephen has to tell anybody what happened. No, Absolutely. No, it's none of their business. He didn't get charged with anything. He hasn't brought the game into disrepute. He got stabbed, which is not not a great thing to happen on a weekend, but that's his life, that's his lifestyle. These are decisions he makes, but he doesn't have to tell anybody anything. He hasn't broken a law. He's gone to hospital. He's got fixed up. As long as he can look at his coach in the eye and go, this is what happened, and he goes, no problems, let's go. Jack Stevens does not need to tell anyone. And Damo... Your employer... Shut up, Damo. Damo's saying that his employer should know. So, for example, say you got stabbed, right? I'm pretty sure that... His employer would know, and they've welcomed him back with open arms. And the police have spoken to him. That should be the end of it. If no charges come out of it, everyone else he would have told the Geelong Footy Club what's happened. Okay, and so that's a hundred percent. And would the AFL know? Yep, to an extent. And nothing's come out of it, so move on. Not that they need to know, though. I think they do. If you got stabbed, your employer would want, and you were off work for a week or so. He told his employer, which is the Geelong Footy Club. Well, that's the AFL. But Damien's not arguing that the Yeah, but the Jack pu- Stephen public- isn't employed by the AFL. He's employed by the Geelong Footy Club they who would have, govern the game. They, they, they would have looked into it and we don't need to know. There doesn't need to be a press release on it. He's going to play good footy this year, Jack Stephen. A topic close to my heart, local footy. Now, I wanted to get you. Now, you guys, you would have been around local footy clubs for Love a it. short period of time footy. before you, you went to the big smoke. Yeah. But here's the dilemma faced by local footy clubs. And we've got a lot of, the reason to talk about this is a lot of our listeners are play, playing local footy. 
there's a bit, the local footy can probably get 10 games in, right, to come back and play. Yeah. At the moment, it's looking like they're going to be forced to play. AFL Victoria is going to force these leagues to go back. <clears throat> well, a few have said they're not. Yeah, but I think now the AFL's come on top and said, right. no, you, you have to play. It's not viable. For, this could be the end of local footy, as we know it this year, if local footy clubs have got to go back. Right. Because you, you just think of you can't take gates, which is, which is the main source of avenue. You're not really getting sponsors. You can't sell beer. Mm. These clubs still need to play blokes from the city a thousand bucks a week to come down and play so they're still going to have to do that you've got to buy all your tape all your medical supplies if the AFL if these leagues push on to play footy we will not see local yeah, footy local footy it. will die well yeah, yeah If you can't have them pushing on if it means they're going to go bankrupt and out of business so there, there has to be some common ground I would think perhaps by the time local footy comes back in a month's time maybe we will be able to have two or three hundred people in the ground where they can sell a few beers and have you know the correct distancing. So, without crowds, it's tough for local mm. footy, and perhaps they shouldn't play until we can have. People Did you back get involved watching. at local footy after AFL at all? No, or we during? just been working since then. But yeah, I will at some stage in the future. I you love did, local you footy. You did brownie. I played a game down in Tasmania. Yeah. Mick McGuan's pushing hard for this because he coaches. Aber, is it Aberfeldy? Yep. Mick McGuan. Does One he look off? Great country coaches. Mick yeah. McGuan. I went to Gisborne, coached them to multiple premierships. Yeah. He is a good footy brain. Yeah, he's been really on it. You've got to have people at the local footy. The good crust to be made in local footy, coach ranks. <laughs> not for you. <laughs> What, what, they Can- what is it, the fourths, Campbell? No, fourths. it's not the fourths. Firstly, it's Canterbury, and it's not the fourths. I play in the seniors there. It's just a division down. It's the, it's it's ABC. the No, well, it's a sixth division. But it's not the fourths. <laughs> We've been saying fourth division. Yeah. He's in sixth division. <laughs> yeah, but it's, I won't play in and the fourths. got dropped from that. I play in the seniors. Uh, yeah, well, I just another thing. The MCC, any of you yeah. MCC members? No. no. I'm an MCC member. Now, I don't reckon that... How, why doesn't that not surprise me? It does not surprise me. Tommy Hilfiger t-shirt, t-shirt on over there. <laughs> <laughs> we go a week. I tried to dress as conservatively as possible. So what are you saying? Like, the, M- the MCC. So there's, you can't use your MCC membership this year, realistically. Right. Do you know what they've reduced it by? It's $800. It's 800 bucks a year, and you cannot use it this year, right. unless you're going to go to some state cricket or something, or maybe a boxing test. People that are... Got the membership. 30% is all they've reduced it by. If you don't pay it, does it not renew? Does somebody if, else get an option? Yeah, if you don't pay it, you lose your MCC. Well, no, 30%. But there's a lot of people, supply and demand, Richard. A lot of people want to be an MCC member. Like, there is a waiting list yeah. like a mile long. So if you don't pay it, somebody's going to come in and go, yep, I will pay isn't it. it like, not, it's not right. Isn't it like AFL memberships? So people are just. Paying for them still just to support their club. Maybe MCC. Well, that's supporting your club. No one supports. Well, who supports well, the MCC? Maybe, maybe they want to support the MCC. Yeah, uh, if you if you're the supporting the MCC, jackets, yeah. if you are supporting the MCC, you are the biggest toff in the planet. Right. That is a disgrace. Hey, before we move on, because Richo is very angry again, we sent you the task because TaylorMade is the absolute. We just we marked it. Of course, last year we had the fantastic yeah. Hugo wines. They just sent us a few so boxes. What did you, each. you got Brownie to contact? Well, because I've, I've been contacting Taylor I've been Mate. contacting Taylor Mate five get times. Done. Five times, they did not reply once. So we set Brownie. We're saving the big guns with you, Richard, because I think All you've right. got the stock to do it. We sent it to Brownie. Now, did you make contact with Taylor Mate? So, Richard, because you couldn't do it, and I've told you that you need to play some form of AFL football to get things done. I didn't worry about Taylor Mate. I went straight over Taylor Mate, and I went to the top. Callaway clubs are clearly the best clubs <laughs> in the land. Spot. Now, this Should is from start? Michael Gorn, who is the marketing manager at Callaway Golf Australia. 
Firstly, hi Nath. Firstly, welcome to Team Callaway. We're thrilled to have you and Richo yourself join the team. <laughs> After being closed recently due to COVID-19, excited to open the Performance Centre back up on June the 1st. At this stage, I've both booked you and Richo in to be fitted for a full set on Tuesday, but please let me know if that doesn't suit. To kick things off, we'll organise a complimentary 14-piece set consisting of our latest gear, including the Maverick Woods and Irons, the Jaws MD5 Wedges and Odyssey Stroke Lab putter for each of you, along with accessories. At a minimum, the accessories will include a bag, umbrella, chrome soft golf balls and some caps. Happy to discuss any other requirements, both of you on the day. That is from Michael Gorn Calloway. Well, firstly, I'm filthy. We've just changed to it. We've been going after one girlfriend, and you've gone. And after I'm going to give this to the producer to make sure it's legit. So he's got us a set of Callaways. Well, wait, my name wasn't mentioned. I'll get you a set. Don't worry. Because you weren't. You, 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 you didn't mention Callaway. You were Callaway's up, the well, way to, way to go. We They're the best the brand ta- we in the world. Up, we were going up to TaylorMade. Beggars and you've can't gone be Their biggest competitor. Yep. So is that legit? And their better competitor. There well, you go. Callaway that, Golf. That's a good sponsor, It hum. is, but I didn't hear my name. No, your so. name wasn't mentioned, Hum. <laughs> I'll get you Well, some. I'm stealing yours, just like I stole Hugo's wine, because you don't play golf enough. I'll get you set, Hum. Don't worry. So Callaway's on. Is Thank that you legit? to the guys from Callaway. Thank you, Callaway. Callaway. Richo, right. yeah, really Sorry, Taylor, that. mate. You snooze, you lose. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. We'll get you set, Hum. Now, Brownie, just before we get to our man getting very, very angry again... I was I was trolling the internet just the other day. I, you I, do that a bit, I, don't I, you? I do that a little bit, um, a little bit more now. The Dale's back at work, but <laughs> that sounded pretty bad. But I found this video of our man Richo. Now, Rich, what I've just started to learn is, is that you have done a lot of stuff for a, for an urn. In Mate, recent. I've got to make a living. So, can we Tasmanian. just have a look at this video? Look at oh. Richard's acting. <laughs> <laughs> look at the acting. The real Robert De Niro type. That's Shakespearean, Nathan. <laughs> is that just on loop? That is on loop. That's Pickett no, Palace. Here comes the best bit. Look at the, look at the man behind. Oh, it's me, Richard. <laughs> oh, look at the surprise on my eyes. Pickett Palace, my man's here. How good's that? Oh, that's great stuff, huh? <laughs> Haven't you seen that? Yeah, right. No, I, never. <laughs> oh, my God. I can just imagine hey, you good sitting... good fellas to pick at Palace I can boys. just imagine you sitting in an empty Eddie hat like that telling them, just look like it's hurting your ears, Richard. <laughs> I'm not a good actor, am I? <laughs> all right. Well played. Take, well take done. it away. Well done. There's more of those coming as yeah, well. Right. It's okay. Uh, you got, we're doing, your, oh, we're doing right, that. Oh, yeah. we are. Okay, I'll tell you what's doing in my head. In last week, it was the rule changes, Nathan. Can you, I, I actually, I love Nathan Jones. He's one of my favourite Melbourne players of all time. But I heard him yesterday still backing in the three-week uh, three grand final series. And he suggested that you could play 34 games. 34 yeah. games. So you play everyone home and away. Come on, Jonesy. Yeah. Let's just leave the game alone. Jonesy. We've had too much talk of change. Anyway, this week, I'll tell you what's doing my head in. A cat. Not my cat. A neighbourhood cat is doing my head in. Because Ooh. a couple of months ago, I noticed... Every morning I'd come down, and my cat Kevin is well looked after. He gets the the, the best tuna that you can get from the supermarket, <laughs> and he gets the best dry food from a bit of the, John West. Yeah, he gets the John West, and he gets the best dry food that are good for his teeth and his dental care. Right. Okay. Yep. This stuff costs eighty bucks a bag. 
for mm, cat food, does. right? Have you, you seen it? Dog food's the same. So this stuff, you know, you don't want to go through it too no. too much, nope. Rich. It's expensive. I've been coming down commodity. every morning and I'd fill it up maybe once a week for Kev because he just picks at it when he wants it occasionally. I was coming down every morning and it was completely empty, right, inside our house. And I couldn't work it out. I'm looking at Kev, waiting for him to put on weight. He's not putting I'm thinking, how is he eating all this cat food? You got a bulimic cat. Yes. And I'm sitting there going, how the hell is he eating all this food? He's going through a tin of tuna a night and way too much dry food. Are you not feeding Zoe enough? No, no, listen. <laughs> so I'm sitting on my lounge about a month ago, late at night. I was up. Zoe had kept me awake. It was about 1 a.m. And I'm sitting on the couch and I just saw something move in my periphery. And I looked across, and there's a cat in my lounge room, right? A did, mun- you sh- did you shit him? <laughs> a mangy, tabby cat, right? Neighbourhood cat. And I looked at it, and I yelled at it, and I got it out of the house. And then it occurred to me, this is the cat that's been coming in oh, and, and s- eating my cat's food. Taking right? Kev's, Every night. Kev's supper. <laughs> so I started watching the security vision each morning out the front of my house. Remember yep. I caught the Oh, because we got the car. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. And every night handy. at the same time, I see this cat jump over the front fence, walk up over my car and down my windscreen with his mangy paws all over it, right? <laughs> down onto the driveway and then he disappears around the side of the house where the cat door is, okay? He's coming in every night. So I started waiting up for him, right? I started waiting up for him. He'll come in, but he is a stealth, this thing. And then I started hiding the cat food in different spots around the house. they got noses. Though. He found it every night, right? <laughs> it's, started, it's starting to really annoy me by this stage. So I thought I'm going to have to lock the cat door, right? Oh. But my cat likes to go out during the night to the toilet. So that didn't work either because my cat would come up and meow in my bloody ear every <laughs> night waking me up. So I've had to open it up again. So this cat's still coming in every night. So what I've now done is I've gone door knocking oh. around the two streets uh, surrounding my house and asking if they've got a That's cat. A weird. No, that is weird. No, it's not. I'm going to find this cat, and when I do, I'm going to find where it lives, what and I'm I- going to invoice the owners <laughs> for the cat food that I've been supplying for this cat for two months. I've had gutful, Rich. You're going to knock on doors, you weirdo. I, I want to know who owns That's this cat. Psycho Feed stuff. your That's own weird. cat. Why don't you... Um, Feed your own cat. What about a trap for it? I might do. <laughs> no, but then you'll get Kevin. Uh-huh. You don't want to catch your own cat. Nah, it's just not good enough. Feed your cats. <laughs> People would, of Northcote, feed your cats. Would you kick it if you caught it? No, I wouldn't do that. No. Well, you had to think I'm about just going to invoice the owners yeah, for yeah, the food. You had to think about that, <laughs> didn't you? That's what's doing my head invoice. Been waiting a long time to say this, gentlemen. Let's have a look at the odds for round two. Oof. I'm going to pick three games now. Thursday and Friday games, night footy, that is, what a way to yeah. kick things off. Thursday night, the Pies... Take on the Tigers. Got Richmond $1.59. Collingwood $2.32. They've come in to $2.32 as well. That's not a bad bet. They were incredible. In round one, one. they were. And I think Collingwood are going to be top four. I think they're going to push for the premiership. This could well be the premiership rehearsal, grand final rehearsal. I'm leaning just towards Richmond, but I think those odds should be closer. I I don't think I could back Richmond at those odds. I would definitely back Collingwood at those odds. Um, what's the line there, Hum, at the moment? Uh, line is seven and a half points. Seven and a half points. You give Collingwood yeah. a seven and a half point head start. It'll be close, but it's hard to bet on Richmond at that price. Yeah, that Collingwood are going to be a lot closer than that. Mm. I mean, Adam Trelaw's already been ruled out. I see Ben Reid's hurt himself at training, stunning his hammy as well, but I don't think Basher Hawley will play for Richmond, so they lose a bit of run. Gee, that, that game is a 50-50 game for me. Then Friday night, finally... 
If it means that we can stop hearing Chris Scott bitching Ryan about playing footy down at Geelong, they finally get to host a good side down there. Geelong $1.45, Hawthorne two sixty nine. For me, that is a better round $2.69. Hawthorne were the best side of round one. They There's all this stigma that they they don't play well down there. Well, they played there in 2006 and won. So Hawthorne two sixty nine is the better round. Two thousand six. What's that got to do with two thousand six? When was the last time they played down there? They wouldn't have one player playing now that was in that team. No, but I'm Peter just saying was that there was all this talk that Hawthorne don't like going down there. Last they, time they went down there, they won by fifty four points. Well, they better get Schwabby back to coaching <laughs> them. That would be the reason why I'm tipping Geelong. And I thought Hawthorne were outstanding in round one. I thought they were the big winners along yeah, with Collingwood. Were. But down there. Round one, first up, or round two it is. First up, haven't travelled there. Not one player, unless there'd been another club, would have played down in Geelong. So home ground you advantage cannot, for me. You don't tip against Geelong in Geelong. Simple as that. And the third game we're going to go to is the South Australia Derby. Derby. Well, unless no, Adelaide, show, unless Adelaide have done something amazing in the last eight weeks, I can't see them beating no, Port Adelaide. No. Port Adelaide, for me, are about the best bet of the round. Dollar Port, 41. Port looked hungry. Round one, they looked really hungry, and look, they're just a better team. They're, I mean, Adelaide have been decimated. They've lost a lot of experience. They're a younger team now, so Port will win that quite easily. And just before we go, because we've got a little bit more time, who wins Sydney-Essendon? Because we've got the odds of coin You know toss. what? Sydney finished off the year really well, didn't they, with the young players that they have? No Franklin, though, now. He'll be out for at least six weeks, I think. So I, I'd lean towards Essendon. Yeah, Essendon. Hey, Brittany, at the moment, it, it just seems like every person in the media is fighting with someone else in the media. I know we've been bored. It's, it's, like, it's, like, it? it's like kids in a classroom yeah. on a wet day timetable. You just get angry at each other. You start bashing the hell out of each well, other. Well, Kane Corns is normally involved in most of them. Damien yep. Barrett can be in. Uh, but there was the you other know, way. Don't it, forget what happened last night on Footy Conference. It was a big Ooh. one, wasn't it? And Mark Robinson champed. Kane Corns uh, two days ago tweeted him and, and <laughs> finished it off with a, with a champ. Come on, Robert. So condescending, champ, isn't it? Anyway, um, so I, I got to thinking: Has there been any blues in my time? Now I've seen a few punch-ons at the footy club. I mean, Tyson Lane whacked Scotty Weston in intra club once when Plough used to have us play um, the uh, the first against the second. So Didn't Das have a blue with someone? Das right had punched Rob Murphy in the back That's of the right. head, knock Rob Murphy out. Oh. Now that leads me into a story about Das because he's got what I would call tall man syndrome. Tall um, man syndrome. Uh, you, you, What's you, that? you have it in an, in an anger sense, but no, he, he has it in a, in a in a almighty sense. He thinks he's a little bit better than most Does other he people. he down on He looks people. down on oh. people. He thinks he's a little bit right. uh, of the elevated uh, type of person, the big jerk. And South when, Adelaide uh, it, private yeah, it school is sort of thing. Exactly yeah. what it is. Yeah. Now, Das, when I was leaving the Bulldogs, so I rang pretty much all the senior players, Scotty West, John O, um, Westy spoke to them all, said, these are my plans, this is why. And every one of them said, you good know, luck. understand, yep. good luck. We'd love to have you here. We'll beat you up when we play you, but um, good luck. I rang Das and Das goes, <laughs> all right, well, you got to do what you got to do, eh? Mm. And then hung up before I could even say anything. Didn't wish you all the best? Two years went past. And he did not speak to me. He went to the same functions because we had the same sort of yep. people, but just serious, sort of like I didn't go up to him. He didn't go up to oh, me. Wow. So it wasn't it was a something proper, that it was a standoff. It was a standoff, and uh, so I thought he was rude on the phone. I'm not going to go up to him. Eventually, it took us time. It took us time yeah. to get back on track. Yeah. Um, and it was probably 
two years later, uh, we all got together, and because we had common interests, common people at Richmond, yeah. um, Cambo had then gone to the Dogs, who was uh, an assistant coach. Leon Cameron was involved in both clubs. So we got together and had a drink one night, and me and Dars by this stage had made it up, so yeah. we were getting along really well. But Kane Johnson knew that he hadn't spoken to me for two years, so Sugar was starting to get a little bit pissed at the botanical Ooh. one night, and then Dars was getting a bit pissed. So we'd all had a little bit to drink. Um, and me and Dar started throwing barbs at each other, and we got out the front, and it was a friendly wrestle. Me and Dar having a friendly yeah. wrestle out the front of the botanical as two mates. Um, but as you know, sometimes they get a little bit more serious, and Kane Johnson thought that this wrestle was getting oh, serious. Nice. And Sugar came in and grabbed Dar by the neck in a headlock and threw him off and then pushed him and said, let's go. Oh. He goes, you don't go anywhere near my mate. Called, <laughs> called me my mate. And then everyone was like, hey, hey, hey just settle it down a bit. So uh, it, it almost, almost went real bad. Oh, hey, I wouldn't mind my... seeing a Scoop Eddie wrestle. Oh, yeah. that That's on, isn't it? Scoop oh, yeah. Eddie. I remember my first uh, Mad Monday at Richmond. We went to Edwards Tavern in Pram, which is now the Smith. Or, is it the Smith? Is there a place yep. called the Smith? Yeah, yeah there is. It's what now button? the Smith. It used to be called Edwards Tavern, I reckon. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, we went there and uh the... wasted that ten seconds. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to cut that out in post. Is it called is it still called Edwards Tavern? No, it's no. called the Smith, as you oh. rightly pointed out fifteen <laughs> seconds oh, ago. Oh, God. Why didn't you answer me? Anyway, we were there it's and the, story. the St Kilda boys came in and our captain Tony Free, he was a he liked to get a little bit niggly at times as well and before you knew it, there was about five blokes on the ground wrestling inside Edwards Tavern. <laughs> I was eighteen, I didn't know what was going on. I completely shit myself. Anyone of note? Uh, won't. It might be an <laughs> AFL coach now. <laughs> oh, we teased a new segment at the top of the show. The stat game gone, benched for a week. The new game is called Who Would Win? Now, this is a pretty simple concept. Sorry, business. Yeah, the, the professionalism of this podcast studio. This is my only job for the week. I think I'd uh, take it. JobKeeper's landed in the Richards of the couch. <laughs> no, that, don't you dare say that. That yeah, is nonsense. No, of course. Hey, who would win? Now, the reason how this came about, four, I follow these guys on, on Instagram yeah. and they're just four local golfers. They're not that good. Yeah. But they took on a PGA pro, Kevin Kisner. They, they got to good play the player. best ball yeah. against his one ball. So it made me think, imagine if you could do that for footy. So we, this segment is called Who Would Win? And I'm going to ask you guys to I'll, I'll give you a matchup right. and you're going to tell me. Well, so you came up with this segment, did you? Yes. I don't mind it. We, so we'll we do didn't it. come up with this at the start no, of the year no. when we were going to... Yeah. No, it might okay. have been mentioned. Yeah. 18 Luke Hodges in, in his absolute prime versus 18 Nat Fives, but two, 2016 Nat Five when he was just a little bit off the boil. No. Uh, Why are you prefacing with like four? No, I don't mind. No, well, because if it was 18 Nat Fives versus 18 Hodges, Fife would win. I, so this is the, the, the sort of the downgraded version of Nat Fife. Right. Well, if you're saying that, is this Luke Hodge and he's absolutely Yeah, he's prime. Um, if it's a, a whole if game it, of footy. If it's Fife a little bit off against Hodge and he's absolute prime, I'm going to back Hodge in. I'm, I'm the same. Mm, okay. If you're a little bit off 1%, 2% yeah, yeah. in AFL footy, you, you can't. Don't you think Fife would be too quick for him around the ground? No, don't be surprised at Hodge's pace. Hodge, Hodge is a better user of the ball. All right, so we're all going Fife, okay? This is a good one. 18 Wayne Carries, and this is both at the prime, yeah. versus 18 Chris Judds. 
And uh, this is a game of footy, so I'm obviously going, in the air. I'm going 18 Wayne Carey's. 18 Wayne Carey's. Really? Because he was nimble at ground level. Yeah. Jud- Juddy will beat and him around the ball, Duck, but still, Duck was very good Duck's at ground use, level. Duck's and his ball use as well. Movement. His ball use was elite, Duck. Don't worry about that. Juddy would get him at the stoppages a bit, but, geez, how's Juddy going to outmark him? Yeah. You know? Here we go. This is the spicy one. 18 Nathan Browns. Versus 18 Matthew Richardson's. Mm. Oh, Jesus. Now, let's probably break lose this a tap down. out, wouldn't I? Yeah, you're, gonna, you're not going to win. He's going to win the tap out. I'll tell you what, he's going to have to flood a few Nathan Browns into the back 50, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> I'd be stacking the defensive 50 pretty hard. But so you'd win I'd around. Know, you'd, I'd, I'd know how to get inside his head. You'd slice me up, though, wouldn't you? I'd know how to get inside his head. He'd so. slice me up with ball use. Yeah. But, geez, you'd have to flood that deep. Defensively, yeah, defense. defensively <laughs> yeah. this man here, like it was something that went around the ground. <laughs> <laughs> the year he kicked 91 goals, six tackles. Well, it's hard six to, for the whole year. It's hard to tackle when you haven't shots at goal, Nathan. Oh, no, uh, that was a good segment. Well, it's not over. Oh, what do you, what, so, what, you didn't even answer it. No, I think I'd win. Yeah, yeah. and I think I'd win. <laughs> All right, here we go. 18 Hummers. Oh, nothing. <laughs> versus 10 Nathan Browns. Nah, 10 Nathan Browns every yeah. day of the no, week. No, let me, why? no, why? Because he'd be double teamed. <laughs> he'd be double teamed. I'd have two hummers on each You're brownie. You're just not that good, mate. No, but yeah, I'd have two hummers on each of your Can brownies. I, just, I haven't seen you play, so it's very hard for me to back you. I'm pretty in. good. He <laughs> right. plays sixth division. <laughs> so 18 Nathan Browns versus 10, sorry, 10 hummers <laughs> versus, you know what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah. What about 18 hummers and eight brownies? It makes it pretty hard. Well, I reckon you might get him just. So I'd win. <laughs> so it's hard to man up when you got less than half the So you don't reckon I'd beat 10? No, brownies. I reckon 10 What I'd do him. against you is I'd scrap the wings yep. and then I would play maybe three defenders because I'd back myself you don't win, need it, one, win it around the footy. One less Six on three. Yeah. But I'd, I'd double You'd team every brownie. You'd have and three. Yeah, the, my use was incredible. Well, where, you know where I'd struggle? Where? I reckon one brownie could get the ball deep in his defence, yeah. and that one, that same brownie could run the whole ground without up. one of yeah. the hummers getting. Yeah. <laughs> hummers have got to be good segment, Dave. Looking forward to that next the 18, week. The eighteen hummers have got to get in the gym a bit. <laughs> I'll throw one up to you. Oh, oh he's going again. <laughs> eighteen Nathan Buckley's yeah. or eighteen James Hurd's. Ooh. Ooh. they're very alike. You're not meant to match players that are alike. It's a tough one, isn't it? Gee, that's, yeah, hard. Oh, I think Heard better get up forward, maybe. I'm maybe. going Bucks. I'm going Yeah, I'm going now. Bucks. I'm going Heard. Oh, the, well, the 18 Hummers are still celebrating <laughs> their win against the eight Brownies. What oh. a great victory it was. Hey, Make it quick. Richo's got to get over and catch a cat. I'm going to get that cat. Of course, a big thanks to no longer ta- TaylorMade. Callaway. Callaway. Callaway, welcome board. on board. Officially on board. And that, I tell you what, they're going to be very happy with Callaway. It's the cheapest sponsorship in all the land. Just before we go, a new uh, segment that we're starting next week. Yep. We, we're going to build the greatest team of the century of blokes that wore long sleeves. Now, like because it. there was long sleeves were cold heroes back in the day. You don't yeah. see it as much anymore. Well, you do now, but it doesn't still count because they wear those skins. So, yeah. what we're going to do is we're going to send up. You'll see it on our so, on the Sportsbet social media channels uh, throughout the week. We want your suggestions. Starting in what the players back starting in the back line? So right. you think Sauce has already got full so backs three, sewn up? Three yeah. backs, three full. Three, backs, yep, three backs, three or six backs. And they have to be players that wore it predominantly long well, sleeve. They the were not, not players that used to put it on just for a little There's bit. There's a guy who won at Brownlow in the back pocket that wore long sleeves. Brad, Brad Hardy. Hardy. Mm. Yes. Yep. So get them in throughout the week. 
Thanks for the show, boys. Thank, Thank you, you to Callaway. Simon Mitten, Connell at full forward. Don't Simon let them. Connell. We're not going to the forward line. Okay. We're starting the back I'm line. thinking about next week putting together my best team ever that I played with Bulldogs like and that. Tigers. Ooh, we're teasing. Look, we're putting hooks in the show. Thanks for joining know, us. If you know anyone in Northgate that's got a hungry cat... <laughs> Just let me know where that cat lives. And thank you to the two people that left reviews, both of them giving us one star and bagging me for the week. (laughs) Gamble responsibly.